0: Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, the 14th of July, and our market not really behaving itself today. It was up 58 yesterday. We're down 49 today. We've been down 57 at the low. And the issue overnight was Wall Street was up 10, but the NASDAQ, which is, of course, all the big technology sectors. And there are five stocks in the US that now account for 27% of the market in the US and 15% of the global equity market. Can you believe it? And they started to tip over yesterday. For once, the NASDAQ fell 2% whilst the Dow Jones was up. It's been the opposite of that recently. And there was a big reversal in the last couple of hours as California decided to finally lock down again. It seems some state governors in the Wild West are beginning to take the virus seriously as death numbers continue to rise and the case numbers continue to rocket. One bright spot overnight was the iron ore price up 4.48% but it looks like BHP and Rio are down with the rest of the market today although they're probably outperforming just a little bit. But the more interesting thing today is probably this technology sector which has been flying and I wrote an article on Livewire recently called the Afterpay Bubble which has gone viral of course. I'm beginning to learn how to write clickbait headlines. The Afterpay Bubble. It's a good one. Doesn't mean I know what I'm talking about about but anyway actually i clearly don't know what i'm talking about because if i really wanted to clickbait headline it would say the 10 things warren buffett loves about the afterpay bubble mr trick there oh well next time the article looks at the technology balloon that has blown up globally and is it stupid or is it clever to be buying afterpay on a pe of hundreds even on 2022 earnings numbers i don't know what i can tell you is that if they are going up don't sell them. Just keep waking up in the morning and one day you'll decide to sell it, but don't develop a faith because at some point, my guess is this technology bubble will crack, if only temporarily. There are some substantial earnings numbers and profits and revenues behind the big technology company, so it's not like the tech boom where people were just trading wind. This is based on substantial revenues but not necessarily in Australia so it can all fold up albeit temporarily just keep waking up in the morning and thinking about whether it's time to sell probably with a view on things like afterpay to buying it later on lower down but it can move tens of percent if this sentiment bubble bursts and just overnight for the first time the Nasdaq cracked when the rest of the market didn't so there's just a chance that's beginning to happen now right a quick list of positives and negatives. Negatives, the reversal in the market overnight. In the last two hours, the Dow Jones giving away a 564 point gain. Technology stocks leading the selling. Regular commentary about the overvaluation of big tech stocks. The S&P 500 value index underperforming the S&P 500 growth index by 17% this year. 10-year bond yields hitting an almost record low in the US. Bond yields reflect economic optimism. And whilst the equity market seems to be priced on a V-shaped recovery. Recovery, the bond market is telling you that they see a very low level of economic optimism, hence bond yields at record lows. So that doesn't sit comfortably. And the bond market tends to be a little bit smarter than the equity market sometimes. Otherwise, China-U.S. relations don't improve. The U.S. is saying all Chinese planes in the South China Sea are considered illegal and China is sanctioning U.S. senators. There's criticism of Trump. And I read an article. You'll see a little section about in the strategy piece today. I read an article from a Fidelity fund manager saying that if Joe Biden gets in, he's going to reverse tax cuts. And that could knock as much as 12% off earnings numbers. And with certain calculations, he concludes that the S&P 500 could fall 15% on a Joe Biden victory. And it looks likely because Trump's approval rating is at an all time low at the moment. And I saw on the project last night, one comedic Lady, making the point that it's taken 130,000 deaths and now he wears a face mask. Oh, applause, applause. And she has a point. It's hardly something that we should praise him for. Uh, Otherwise, in the strategy piece, you'll see a chart of the volatility picking up again, and you'll see a chart of the deaths in the US on the rise now, very firmly on the rise now. It did rise after all. We were thinking there for a while that cases would rise and deaths wouldn't. On the positives, most US investment banks have been running hard into results this week. JP Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo have results tonight. Uh, A bunch of others this week, Goldman Sachs, U.S. Bancorp, Bank of America, Microsoft, Netflix, Morgan Stanley later on this week. The results season starting. Is it going to be good? Is it not going to be good? We have to wait for that. Uh, The FDA has announced the fast tracking of two vaccine drugs and Brazil has started easing restrictions for gyms and restaurants. Right, so to the strategy summary, which today is at the top of the strategy section. Some members who are a bit time poor prefer it up there. I'll leave it up there for the minute, see how that goes. Anyway, we are still in cash in the SMA. Sorry about that. Very boring, I know. The whole idea of the newsletter is you get lots of stock ideas and can make money. But at the moment, the number of stocks actually going up is so narrow, the probability is still against us. And you can't possibly suggest that we put our $66 million into the market against the backdrop of these headlines. We're trying to achieve what we're calling step performance, which is step in and the market goes up. So step up, step out, step up, step out. So we're trying to avoid the bad bits of the market. We don't need to be in the market when the market's going sideways. Yes, there are some stocks going up. Yes, afterpay is flying and that sort of stuff until today. And we could make money out of those. But it really, really is a narrow corridor of stocks that are going up at the moment. So we are happy to stay out in our SMAs. Chris is doing stuff in the MT portfolios. Henry's doing stuff in Henry's Take, mostly in smaller companies. And there are some great gains and ideas in there. But we are dealing with real money. So we're just staying out. And I apologize for not doing anything more exciting in this section. But it's a important message to people that that's our opinion at the moment. Meanwhile, Chris has added BHP, Fortescue, Rio in the Marcus Today portfolios. Now we haven't added them in the SMAs. We're going to watch the Chinese GDP number on Thursday, which could be pivotal for the resources sector. Also the Rio production numbers on Friday, but we are certainly seeing it as about the only sector that is offering decent yields running into the results season. We do have an income SMA. It is a smaller part of our total portfolio funds, but there are investors in that that want income. So we are duty bound to buy some stocks for income. And as we See at the moment, stocks like resources are possibly one of the best groups. They also, and you'll see in the strategy piece, the PEs and yields, they're also not looking expensive. The yield on BHP 6.7%, Rio 7.3, Fortescue 14.9, and the PEs are 14, 12, and 9. These are not expensive stocks. We will be buying them for our income fund, we may even buy them for our growth fund. It is the sort of sector that could pop on a good set of results, a great Chinese GDP number, an improvement in global growth prospects or just on brokers turning towards the sector and away from technology for a moment and realizing that this is a sector worth buying. So we are on top of it. But with the market looking a little precipitous at the moment, and still with two to four weeks until results come up, we're in no rush. We're going to let this Chinese GDP number go through, the Rio production numbers go through, keep waking up in the morning and see if something prompts us to buy them. But we are definitely looking to buy them for the income investors. And if things roll out nicely, we'll buy them in growth as well. Uh, We are looking to add other income stocks in the SMA as well. And... Although, again, things are a bit precarious. We're in no rush. We've got a few weeks to go. There are other stocks we're looking at. Some of them are in utilities, infrastructure, Uh, banks, unlikely. Didn't like that article about Westpac raising $2 billion or looking to raise $2 billion. If Westpac goes on a capital raising round, the banks are just going to get killed again. And I can't see anything that's going to pop them ahead of results. So we'll just wait, I think, for the CBA results, which are on August the 14th, before betting on whether to buy them for income. I don't think we'll be buying them for growth at any point but uh, maybe in the income fund Uh, Otherwise, the chart of the ASX 200s in the newsletter today, our market is still very much sideways in general, thanks to the bank sector dragging an anchor, and thanks to our tiny technology sector, our market's gone sideways, whilst the US market's been going ever higher. If the US market tips over, then we are going to probably tip over as well. Volatility jumped overnight, as I say, that's often a sign of change in direction in the US. Virus news is all negative, interesting to see the NASDAQ falling. It's not invulnerable. And as I say, our technology sectors deflating today. And that's about it on the strategy front. Now, in order to entertain you, I feel guilty about not having a whole load of ideas and sitting in cash because the whole idea of a newsletter, Henry keeps telling me is that we have ideas, but I'm not going to Buy stocks for our investors just because the newsletter needs ideas. So you'll find those from Henry and Chris. But to fill the gap in the strategy section, because I feel so guilty, I have done a section today on Renko charts, R E N K O. And you might quite enjoy those. Those are what are called non time based charts. They're only concerned with price movements. Now, without having a picture of a Renko chart in front of me, it's a little bit hard to explain. But go to the strategy section, have a look at the Renko chart. There is a Renko chart of the S&P 500 there, which has just given us a sell signal. And there is also a Renko chart of APT, which I think is one of the more hilarious charts, especially when you see it in a Renko chart uh, in the market at the moment. And a Telstra chart showing you the recent bottoming and the buy signal. And the ASX 200 chart showing you a very recent sell signal. I will turn that into a separate article after today. But go to the strategy section today. Learn about Renko charts. You might quite like them. Not many people use them, but they are intellectually interesting. Have a look at that. So that's about it for today. Our market is down 33 as I finish speaking. Dow futures are up 50. Main driver will be the investment bank results tonight in the US. We'll look out for those.